All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ podcast. Thank you for letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 39 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I am your host this week, Lonnie Weissauer, STL KISS on the KISS FAQ message board. And I am joined this week by the admin, Julian Gill. Hey, hey. Uh, Ken, 69th Blizzard. Hello. And Mark, Marcus Almighty. Greetings. All right, so episode 39, but we're going to talk about the 40th anniversary of KISS. A um, few things going on in the KISS world this week. KISS is wrapping up their, what appears to be the last leg of the 40th anniversary tour in Australia. Um, they played on the footy show yesterday, played rock and roll night and shouted out loud. Um, also a few things happening in the kiss world. I got a new book in this week, um, called Gene, Ace, Peter, and Paul. Ooh, I got that one too. Oh, yours came too. Yeah. (laughs) The new unofficial and unsanctioned kiss book, Gene, Ace, Peter, and Paul celebrates the legendary 1978 Kiss solo albums. Released simultaneously, Kiss became the first major rock band to attempt such a major endeavor. The book features interviews with more than 30 musicians, engineers, producers, arrangers, those most intimately involved in the creation of the solo albums. The book is available in paperback and Kindle formats at Amazon.com and in iBook format at iTunes. Please visit Kiss78SoloAlbums.com for further information. Yeah, and I'd just like to jump in there and thank the guys at uh, Podcast Rock City, um, Joe, Jody, and Andrew, for having me on their podcast. To uh, I talk about the book a bit. They ask me some questions, um, and you get some more information. So go and check them out. You can find them at podcastrockcity.com. I think they're on uh, Podomatic, podcastrockcity at podomatic.com, and on Facebook. So you can uh, go listen to that, and you can hear me monologue um, a bit about the book. Um, I'd like to thank everyone as well for their support on the project. Obviously, we're, we're out. This is two weeks now since the book was published, and it's been a really cool response. Uh, looking forward to reviews and whatnot about it, and hoping to get on some uh, radio and uh, some other places to promote the book because um, I'm really proud of it and the work that Tim McFate put into the interviews that provide uh, that really comprise the majority of this book. So, hope everyone's enjoying it. And I'm going to pimp another book if I can, Lonnie. Because this week, Van Halen Rising is shipping. And, of course, the author of that, Greg Renoff, was on Podkiss, I believe. So go and check him out. There's a lot of Kiss-related stories in that book. And, obviously, Van Halen. We're talking about 1978 for my book. Van Halen with the new boys on the block that year with their debut album. So that gives you – I've only started reading it. But the amount of detail that goes into that is just – it's fabulous. The reviews are fantastic. So you want to know more about – Van Halen and Kiss, you know, check that one out. Yeah, those guys are Podcast Rock City and Podcasts are really good guys. So if you guys haven't checked out those episodes, you know, make sure you guys go do that. Um, yeah, Van Halen book's really interesting. I'm sure you guys have seen that, um, heard that audio of Van Halen doing All the Way that was up there a week or so ago. That was really cool. So I they actually, they actually play a few more uh, songs, bootlegs of uh, Van Halen doing some other Kiss songs on that podcast, actually. It was really good. Yeah, they, they did Firehouse. Firehouse yeah. and Rock and Roll All Night, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so. 
So obviously a lot of kiss times with, with Van Halen. So that book should be also a, a very interesting read. But make sure you read Gene Ace, Peter, and Paul first. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, right. thanks, Lonnie. The check's in the post. Hey, <laughs> you know, um, I do what I can. So today we are going to discuss the 40th anniversary of Kiss. Kiss is winding down their what appears to be the final leg of the tour. Um, no other dates scheduled after after the Australian tour and and the cruise. So, um, in Kiss fashion, it's 2015, and we're winding down the 40th anniversary tour. They've kind of dragged this out as long as they could with some extensive touring. Obviously, the uh, tour started the 40th, the proper 40th anniversary tour started up in North America last summer with Def Leppard. They did a resident residency in Las Vegas. They went to Japan. They went to South America. They did Europe, and now they're hitting Australia. So they've really hit all the major uh, points of touring that Kiss has done over their years. And they did not only did they, did they do the touring, but they did some commemorative releases to go along um, to celebrate the anniversary. Um, last early last year, they had the final records um, reprinted and re-released, and the Kisteria box set to go along with that and Julian taught us how to make our own Kisteria box set which is grateful. Yeah, I need to I need to film another episode of that actually. I've been so busy with this book uh, that I haven't gotten the video camera out to go back into my unofficial Kisteria box, but I will. Thank you for reminding me. There you go. I couldn't so, wait for it. Hmm? I couldn't wait for you to finish it, so I went went and bought it. You did? So you bought Kister the Kisteria box set? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh let's look at look at you. So let's jump to Ken then right away. Ken, with the Kisteria box set, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, what are my thoughts on I mean, it's it's cool. Um, you know, I'm sorry that it's missing, uh, for instance, Sonic Boom. It would have been nice if they could have uh, somehow gotten that in there. Um, uh, so, otherwise, you know, the, the bonus releases, yeah, you know, that's cool. I haven't opened them all yet. Um, I don't know why they put the Domino's Kisteria <laughs> in there. I... I just kind of, a, that's a head-scratcher for me. Um, but the reprints of the po some of the posters and things, that's that's very neat. Um, you know, I like the case. Uh, it, it's, you know, of course, it's an anvil, nice anvil-made case. And, uh, you know, I, I just felt I should give myself a gift. Um, <laughs> Why not? I, you know, I think you deserve it. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, I support this band and, and, you know, there's things I've passed up in the past uh, that I said, well, I, I wish I would have bought something. And I, I kind of justify things like that. It's like, well, I didn't spend money on this other kiss things. Like so a monster book. I, I could, well, if I buy this, okay, it's, you know, it's a, kind of a wash in my, in my mind. But, um, you but know. You did open it. But you did open it. I, it's, yeah, I opened it. I think I opened only one record so far. I opened the first record i put everything in sleeves already protective sleeves but uh it's you know it's it's well made it's cool um i guess we'll talk about the actual you know uh quality or, or what they did the albums and what they did inside i mean i think it's it's a good deal that they did reproduce all the you know the inserts and like the love gun insert and, um, all those kinds of things the posters and so inside the albums even which was very good too, but yeah, I, I like. I think it, to me it was. It's a lot. It's, it's expensive purchase, obviously, very expensive. But 
it was worth it. I just get some enjoyment out of it, you know. Yeah, and that's that's what counts. I mean, I mean, as long as you like it, that's you know, to hell with everyone else. I wasn't a big fan of it, and I couldn't. I just could not pull get myself to pull the trigger on that sort of expenditure when I love the original vinyl so much and the challenge of finding really good quality original vinyl to me is more appealing you know I don't have space for that anyway um, you know especially since I decided to make my own right at the same time that they, before theirs even shipped I was like well I don't want theirs I'm gonna make my own um, you know it's like ACDC put out one that had a like an amp um, the Marshall amp. The Marshall amp one, and I just like I couldn't find anywhere to put it, you know. I'm like, so I sold it on eBay. Um, it was like I loved it. I liked something that big, but had nowhere to put it and no real use for it. So at least with doing my custom one, I get to keep searching for the perfect example of each one of the albums from whatever country. But you know, I think they put together a pretty nice package there. And I did, of course, I'm the, one of the idiots who bought Greatest Kiss, um, the LP, on eBay. <laughs> Though mine doesn't oh. have, mine does not have the freaking insert. Damn it, five hundred bucks uh, and it didn't have the insert. So what's, what's the insert on? Oh, it's just a single sheet insert. Insert kind of like uh, what was it like? Part of the uh, the CD packaging that just had the pic oh, okay. had the picture of the band uh, right. from that '96 era and the and the track listing and all the details. So according to Tom Shannon, the expert on this. Uh, um, it got into some copies, didn't get into the others, which is really odd for something that only had a print run of, what, 2,500 copies? I need to open it up mine and check. Open carefully, you know. <laughs> you know maybe a one-inch slit will uh, let yeah. you just peer in there with, and see if it has the insert. So, um, I also bought Killers just because it had the unique track listing on that. I mean, they combined the Australian yeah. and the Japanese um, with the European version so i mean I, that's not one i would ever play because it's got so many tracks crammed onto that vinyl it's probably got zero audio fidelity um and then they put all the tracks that were on yeah they they put all of it um but let's get let's back get back on topic because i'm sure we're going to talk about some of the other releases that, that kind of fall part of this so so ken you're a, you're a lone purchaser of the uh of the kisteria box set i guess yeah so you're, you're the sucker this week, not me. I'm the sucker. <laughs> I'm the sucker this time. All the things that you bought, I did buy. But they, see, they add up to what I bought, right? You have to, to justify it. So. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, Mark, what are your thoughts on that Kisteria? Uh, just over on the topic of the box set itself, let's just kind of talk about that first. What are your What were your thoughts on that? Um, you know, with, with the different inserts included. You know, did you? Were you, you didn't get it, were you impressed by it? What were your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I mean, obviously, when it was announced and I saw the, you know, little YouTube clips promoting it, I was definitely, you know, I had my credit card in one hand, my phone in the other, and I was like, should I do it? Should I do it? And I ended up not doing it. And on one hand, there's a part of me that kind of regrets not doing it. But on the other hand, I mean... You know, it is expensive, let's be honest. I mean, you know, it's it's not just something that you can just turn around and say, yeah, you know, I just feel like buying, I'm just going to go buy it right now, and that's it, right? So, um, but obviously, it's a it's a great package. I mean, just the case alone is worth the, the cost, I'm sure, of it, because it's a pretty heavy-duty case, and, you know, it's a great idea to put vinyl into something like that rather than a milk crate or something, right? So, yeah. 
Um, Knock out milk crates, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I was really, um, you know, I was really tempted. I, I, I like it. I like what they did with it. I thought it was a good idea. You know, the fact that they um, released the actual vinyl albums themselves but didn't release certain ones made the package that much more appealing, obviously, for people who, you know, were on the fence, maybe. Maybe that was the deciding factor, you know, if you couldn't buy the killer separately or the greatest hits one, you know, maybe that made somebody turn around and say, you know what, I'm just going to take a chance and I'm just going to grab it because I won't be able to get those, right? But obviously, as Julian has told us, that if you look hard enough, you could probably find those individual records somewhere online, right? So, um, but yeah, I'm, I, I like it. I mean, I would have, I would have, you know, in retrospect, liked to probably have gotten it, but you know, it's a pricey thing. I mean, just recently Queen did a vinyl one now where they re-released all of them on color vinyl, all their whole catalog, and that's running about over 500 bucks on Amazon here in Canada for that, and that's a pretty hefty price too for just, you know, and that's nowhere near as elaborately done as the Kiss one. The Queen one just has like a pretty big hardcover book and just the albums on colored vinyl. They don't have any extra posters and all the extra knickknacks that Kiss are known for. So even still, I mean, these are pricey things. And I mean, I'm guessing if you're a really, really hardcore fan and, you know, and if somebody like Ken who maybe hasn't bought as much collectible stuff, it's a great purchase to, to, to have, right? I think it makes sense to do that if you're, you know, holding off on other things to buy that. So I think it's a good, I think it's a good purchase. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I was... I was tempted to get it, but it, it came out about a month before my wedding, and it was it was not justifiable. <laughs> the wedding's off. obviously right. That little voice in the back of your head saying, "Don't do it." Yeah, yeah. And there was a female voice standing behind me too, saying, "Don't so, do it." Go ahead and do it. So. so, I went out and I bought. I just bought the ones that were really missing from my collection. Um, like Psycho Circus, Carnival of Souls, and the uh, the Alive Millennium on vinyl. You know, those are the ones that were that were missing from my vinyl collection that I thought would be, you know, cool additions to to fit in and make my make my set more complete. So those are the only ones that I bought. Um, and when I, I got the Psycho Circus one, and I was very pleased with that. That it had the the proper cover, just like the CD did. Um, and then the other two, the, uh, Carnival of Souls and the Alive Millennium, I was really kind of let down with how those were, were packaged that I thought they could have done a much better job at releasing those to make them more, um, appealing to the fans. Um, <laughs> make Carnival of Souls more appealing to the come fans. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think Carnival of Souls, you know, obviously the, the, the cover of it is... It's kind of blurry. It's not a it's not a crisp shot of of the band, and I thought for Carnival of Souls maybe they could have done something a little different. Maybe give it the prop. Maybe give it a proper release that it never got. Maybe give it like that original artwork that we were teased with back in around the time the Kiss My Ass came out when Gene showed what this is what the cover is going to look like of the new album with like you know the flaming head and things like that. You know maybe maybe make that the cover or make that like an insert in there inside of it just to kind of dress it up a little bit and make it this is what could have been 
know, if, if okay, so been... so get a bic lighter, and then you've got flames all you want. I'm I'm sure Carnival of Souls will burn nicely. Well, we know your thoughts on that. <laughs> no, I I mean, yeah, the cover is you know muddy, but that matches the production of the album, so it, I I think it's perfect. No, I like having it on on vinyl. I, I think we kind of talked about this one on a, another episode. Mm-hmm. You know that. It's lackluster in that it like doesn't have a printed inner dust sleeve for the vinyl, you know, which even the even the jewel case on the CD had, you know, some design elements. And if for Greatest Kiss, they're putting that single insert sheet in certain copies. Surely they could have gone to the effort and knocked out a printed dust sleeve for, you know for Colonel Lozells, even if it was as lazy as just taking that, that cover insert out and, and what it folds out to be, you know, and, and butchering that into into one. So, you know, I, I think they gave that the same attention that they gave it in 1997, but I'm very grateful um, to have that in my collection on vinyl. I think that's more important than any criticisms Absolutely. that I can level at it. You know, I'm, ha- am I going to play it? Hell no. It, you know, again, it's too much audio on on, on that vinyl format to be even worth trying to play um, in high fidelity. So, you know, and I agree with you on Psycho Circus, though I still want to get the German version, which doesn't have the lenticular cover. Um, and I think that should have been a gatefold. Should have been like the Elder, single, single-sided gatefold. Well, speaking of gatefolds, a line Millennium really should have been a gatefold, in my opinion. Too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, being, being a double album, being what was originally intended to be alive for, maybe give that the proper treatment that that, that recording never received. I mean, obviously it came out with that box set in 2006, finally after years of waiting. And, you know, it was the whole reason why a lot of fans went out and bought that box set, because you obviously had the other releases anyway. Then Alive 3 had Take It Off on it, which was a song off revenge, so you couldn't pass up getting a live version of that. And, but, you know, I... I thought that a gatefold for that would have been perfect, um, showcase, showcasing that and giving that the proper release that it, it never received, too. Um, yeah, and in, in the booklet of that Alive 2000, uh, box, 2006 yeah. box set is a great image. That would have been the perfect gatefold image. I know it, what you're talking about. Yeah, it alludes to kind of the Alive 2 one. Um, but in, in terms of packaging, that thing, I mean, the cover... I, I hate to use the phrase, it is what it is, but I think it actually works. I like that Alive 4, the original mm-hmm. cover. I like Alive Millennium better than Alive 4 Symphony bullshit any day of the week, um, even if it's a little bit slow. Um, but, you know, they should have given it better treatment, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, those are my thoughts on, on that. I mean, what we didn't get uh, from those vinyl releases was... You know, I thought they could have they could have cashed in a little bit too had they re-released the originals on vinyl, given that a, a re-release with a or originals too even. Um, I think Kiss fans would have jumped at the chance to buy that and have a a, uh, a different co- a different version of that. Um, and I understand maybe they didn't do it because they did the Kisteria box set too. But come on, it says Kiss, you're supposed to flood the market. Why didn't I mean? I, I think I think that that was a uh, an opportunity that, that that was missed that could have been cashed in on a little better. Yeah, and here's the thing. 2,500 copies of the Kisteria box set. So, what's that? 2,500 copies of Greatest Kiss and all those exclusives. They couldn't bother to do 2,500 copies of, say, a, a, you know, a, a special cover 
for to do the originals or originals too. I mean, th there's n there's no kind of marketing or business argument that they can use to say why we couldn't do this other than we're just not interested um, because they're not pressing special vinyl. Yeah, I would have also to to try to promote the, the selling of that. I would have also reproduced the uh, the promo. Uh, albums, uh, vinyl that, that came out, you know, like the 76 promo for the tour, mm -hmm. those promos, the rock and roll over one, the solo album promo, those kind of things thrown in as extras would have maybe, you know, enticed people, more people to come in and buy that. Would that have enticed you more than say the, um, exclusives that they did double platinum? Um, smashes, thrashes, and hits. I mean, who's that going to really motivate? Well, the smashes, thrashes, and hits. But uh, I, those promos would have, you know, I would have definitely, I think, it would have been le less of a question for me had they put some of those extras in or even a book, even add a book in there. That's, that's the, one of the things that are missing in this. You should have some kind of book that goes in this thing. Yeah. Yeah, well... I think a book. I'm going to stick Julian's book in there for now, though. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Send him a check, too. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to be broke. <laughs> so, I don't know. Those are my thoughts on, on the vinyl reissues. I mean, it was nice that they included, that they did it They did it right, though, by including the posters and that. And when I first heard that they were going to do these re releases of it, I was like, well, if you're going to do it, do it right. At least put. You know, the posters in there from Dynasty and Unmasked and that era and, and solo albums and, and do it the right way and don't just throw it out there without the without what originally came in back in the day. So One thing, one thing I forgot, though, they, they screwed, you know, they did do the uh, remastering of all these. They remastered them all, so, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But the problem is they goofed on the Creatures of the Night. Yes. <clears throat> with remastering the 85 or whatever re-release of it. Which was a, in my mind, a, a big mess up. Um, so <laughs> I, I, w I wasn't too happy about that. Now the th the thing I was happy about <clears throat> is in part of my shipment. It was came in two shipments. Is I got two love guns in there uh, because one of the love guns is the bad version. Yep. That they had a problem, and then they 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 fixed it and they put it. So they 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 gave me both the. The, the faulty one and the, the the fixed one. So, but the but the creatures though wasn't that didn't I hear or read somewhere that they said that that whole thing with the screw up at the remastering that only certain countries got that screwed up with that not all of them had that happen. Yeah, I, I seem to recall that being mentioned as well. Talk about that. I don't yeah, know if that's I, true or not. Because I know the Canadian one that I have. I'm pretty sure that that one isn't screwed up. I'm pretty Which sure. One? Which vinyl reissues did you get? I got. I bought all of them. I bought oh, every really? one of them. Yeah, when they came out on vinyl, like they, they came out in threes here. In, I don't know if it was the same everywhere else in the world, but they first put out like the first three, and I grabbed those. And then later on, they did the other ones. And, like they came out in different times, but whenever they came out, I ordered all three and grabbed them. And I, I bought all of them, so I have all of them. I remember on a on Facebook. I used to, I did a thing every night for like two weeks where I opened one and played it and we did a little chat on a, a podcast in the Kiss Room where we discussed it. I mean, it was, a, it was really cool. A bunch of us were on there and we were all chatting about what we thought about it and I took pictures of the, the vinyl and the cover and all that and showed it and it went really cool. I mean, it took about, you know, 
almost two weeks because, you know, I did one or two albums a night, right? But, uh, you know, it was really cool. Lots of people loved, loved it because a lot of people, I was surprised how many KISS fans actually didn't buy buy them all. Like, I mean, a lot of people just bought the individual ones, right? No, I mean, I, I, no, I'm... No, I was surprised you had them all, so that's cool. Not the same as buying the Kisteria because that thing's like probably like a thousand bucks, but to buy the albums individually, I think is a little easier because if you just have to put 20 bucks or 25 bucks down for the record, it's a little simpler to collect them than to drop a thousand in one shot, right? If, if only it had been 25 a pop because... You know, every place like in store, and uh, this is why I don't like the the vinyl reissues. Is when I go down to record stores in San Francisco, like Amoeba, Rasputin's, um, and Recycle these days, the the Kiss bins are just overflowing with new bullshit vinyl. And you know, thirty seven ninety eight, you know, forty four ninety eight for a double. You know, vinyl is the new. Uh, I don't know what the new the new overpriced. You know, kind of Uber hipster bullshit thing to buy um i'm not paying that for a vinyl when i can go out and spend 25 bucks and get a pristine copy of the original destroyer with the original mastering with the original this the original that you know all the inserts um and play that to my heart's content and that what is what my collection basically is is well, but- but basically, that's but that's the thing, though. I mean, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't pay that much, and I never paid that much at the record stores here. Number one, I knew a guy who was kind of worked at the HMV here in, in where I live for years now, and he kind of you know helped get me them a little bit cheaper than they were normally, right? And you know, but I, but what you were talking about the vinyl being the new kind of hipster thing. I was just reading an article just the other day about how they're saying that in the music. Uh, you know, in the whole music world here now, vinyl is the only thing that seems to be showing an upshoot in sales mm-hmm. right now. So, of yep. course, they're going to be capitalizing on this now, of course, when they smell money, you know, they're going to start trying to, you know, up the price of it if they know that people are going to actually... No, we lost you for a second, so we'll wait for your signal to catch up. But, yeah, I've read the same. Um, and I know there's limited pressing plant cap- uh, you know, capability and cap capacities these days than there once was that has that has changed or whether that's the being used as the kind of the justification for the high price saying well you know when we transitioned to cds we got rid of our you know pressing machines and all that infrastructure but yet you know there are the the specialty pressing plants are managing to locate a lot of these old machines and get them re you know, reworked and find some of the professional, you know, mechanics who used to keep those babies running. I mean, a lot of moving parts. So, yeah, I, under- I understand where that comes in. Let me tell you the thing that really bothers me with these reissues, and that's the logos. The Casablanca logo on the center rings is not the same because of copyright or redesign or whatever. That really bothers me that that is changed now from what it really was. So, you know, I was never going to buy them all anyway. I'm I'm just not interested. I, I think the other one I got was Revenge, just because I got sick of trying to find... Revenge. Lonnie, that's just for you. <laughs> no, I couldn't find a decent copy of Revenge. I kept, you know, trying to buy one of the Marvel copies on eBay, and I kept getting outbid at the end. I finally got so pissed off. I was just down in Amoeba one day. Okay, fine. Take my take take my thirty seven ninety eight for this frickin' album, you know. Uh, but the moment I find a UK version, I'll get rid of that piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, sorry, continue. I interrupted again. No, absolutely. So, 
you know, they they did them right with the, with the posters and with all all the inserts that, that you wanted, especially from the classic releases. Mm-hmm. Um, could they have done more with those releases, though? Could they have included other inserts or or maybe outtakes from those posters? Or um, would you guys have wanted to see more or like different inserts or anything like that? Julian's saying no; he likes the way it is. <laughs> what do you guys think? I think yeah. I mean. If I can, I, th- I don't know if I've been talking about this before, but let me just show you what I, what I ran out to get here. This here is the King Crimson uh, box for the album Starless in Bible Black. Now, I don't know if you'll be able to see that, but Holy that's shit. Like, that's what's in it, okay? And it's like a bunch of live shows from the tour, the album done in 5 1 by Stephen Wilson. Another like high ninety six, you know, her version twenty four bit version of the record in stereo. It has all kinds of stuff in here. It even has live videos from like some of their shows and stuff like that. And I mean, granted, it's one hundred and fifty bucks, okay, but just as an, as an example of what you could do more of, I think that's a prime example of what you could do more. I mean, I know Kiss probably doesn't have maybe that much stuff of every record era, but I'm got, there's got to be more than what they are giving us now that they could include in something similar to this, I think, you know? I mean, why not put a vinyl and CD5-1 together and something like this, you know, for one, for one of the later records? Like, I don't know, maybe like for Asylum or something, like maybe they have footage of them in studio recording. Like, people would love to see that stuff. Maybe make a package like that. I think that you could do much more there's evidence of it just right there right yeah that, that's a really cool looking box set but what would that cost in kiss money 499.95 it wouldn't be 150 <laughs> kiss world. wait 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 we, we kind of showed this at the beginning so kiss does what kiss 40 you know and what's their box it's the one that comes with a free t-shirt at best buy you know so king crimson does you know that multi-set i mean that sounds really appealing Julian, thank you for segueing because after not only did Kiss release the vinyl versions of all the albums, they had a new CD release to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the band um, with Kiss 40 taking um, a unique way of doing it, taking a song from each album basically from the 40-year career and compiling them into a two-disc set. Um, Nothing really, I mean, yeah, yeah, there's some tracks on there that are, like, there's a, a version of uh, of Deuce on there from 2004 that everybody doesn't have if you didn't have all the uh, instant tracks from 2004, and there's a version of Crazy Nights from 2010 on there from Europe, from Europe. <laughs> the God of Thunder demo's on there if you didn't have the box set. Um, and you get modern day Delilah from Sonic Boom. Sweet, sweet. Which, action. you know, after talking Kisteria didn't have Sonic Boom, yeah. this yeah. one actually has one of the tracks, which is weird. They did buck up and, and, and I guess, get the rights to release that on their own, because obviously, um, Kiss 40 being a universal release and Sonic Boom being exclusive to Walmart, they had to purchase the rights to put that on the, on the, on the album, which I'm glad they did that. Wasn't that there wasn't a Sonic Boom song omitted from the release? I think that would have been a, a glaring error. Um, but it's it's a good thing that I'm glad that they did that. Um, your guys' thoughts on the Kiss Forty album from the 
last year, Ken? Well, it, it's you know it's good. It has a good collection of songs. Uh, I don't understand maybe a couple of the songs they put on there, um, but uh, I, I did get the one with like Julian had with the the shirt with it. <laughs> it but I, I opened it and I wear the shirt every now and then. But uh, uh, you know. Uh, they had the demo of God of Thunder on there, which we had before, um, and, uh, the box set, and then also, I guess they had Reputation, which of course later on, and we'll probably get into that, where they ended up using that again, uh, even uh, for the Love Gun thing. Um, so, you know, it's, it's good. Uh, you know, being Kiss fan, I bought, big Kiss fan, I bought it, of course, and, uh, you know, it's a good collection. I guess, you know, it's, it's more targeted towards the casual fan uh, out there who wants to just kind of get all the best from KISS to a degree. Except, you know, let's put the X and Sex. I wouldn't have put that on there. But they could have swapped some songs here and there. But, uh, yeah. You would have gone for right. Rock Hard on there instead of Let's Put the X and Sex. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's <even> worse. <laughs> I don't know where this was printed, but it's absolutely toxic. Yeah, it's, it's a bad-smelling booklet. Yeah, and it, I mean, it looks like it was designed by a six-year-old just cutting and pasting. I'm going to rotate this picture 30 degrees. It's a little bit lacking in terms of design of the booklet, but it does have a good size booklet. There's a glaring error in the booklet, too, where it has, like... <laughs> Excuse me. Has the, as, where, it's talk, where it has, like, a 70s page in there with... Um, Alive and Destroyer and Rock and Roll Over, there's a little logo on the left-hand side for the Kiss Symphony on the same page where they're kind of glorifying the 70s um, heyday on there, which is a glaring error. Oh, there it is. Yeah, right there. That's like, right, I remember that. Yeah, I saw that, and they were like, what? They, like, no. What the hell's that doing there? They messed up again. I mean, and what's disappointing about that is, like, fans like us, like, notice that immediately. You know who's proof? Who's proofing these? Things? Is no one proofing these things to say no? That doesn't belong on this page. It belongs somewhere else. Obviously, it's the record company. Put I think it what bothers me, kind of, and I'll, let's see if I can put that up there, and that's the quality of this CD print as well. It really looks homemade, like something right. you could do with Lightscribe. Um, but whatever, you know. As as far as it goes, as a compilation and. You know, it's only earlier this year that we finally had the very best of KISS certified gold officially. And, I mean, it's up near platinum as well right now. Uh, I think it's like over 844,000 in SoundScan. Um, as a compilation, when you compare this to the very best of KISS, it's perfectly adequate. It's got a little bit of everything. It's got the songs from the albums. It's got some sort of format. I like the Japanese version, which has the, the live version of Helen Hallelujah right at the end tacked on. Um, you know, as an introductory generalist type release, um, it's not exactly expensive either as the replacement for the very best of kiss, which was perfectly fine as a compilation. Um, it's, it's adequate, you know, would I wanted this one on vinyl? No. Would I like the very best of kiss on vinyl? Yeah. Um, but that's just because that one looks better. So. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I I bought it as well, of course, like right off the bat when it came out, because I mean, being a fan, of course, you're gonna buy it. But I mean, it 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 bothers me in one way that 
you know, such a monumental thing, like, you know, 40 years as a band out, that that's all that we really got, really, like, as, in terms of the celebration of it. So, again, I refer back to this, which was Rush's nice. R40 release. Now, the thing that I... It's, most of it is just, like, pictures of, like, the tour, like, the live shows and stuff like that. But if, in here, it also has Blu-rays of the shows, like the R30 show they have here on Blu-ray. And they have the Snakes and Arrows Blu-ray. And the thing that I really was surprised about is at the end here, when you look here, they have the, the last tour that they did on DVD, which is the, the Cleveland one, the... Time machine, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, this at the bottom here, there's a Blu-ray with a little dog here in the bottom, and it has all kinds of rare stuff. Like it had a a full, well, not a full, but like almost like more than half of a concert from Toronto from the from the Test for Echo tour that never got released, and it's on there. And it has like a, a performance of them at a high school when they had John Rutsey still drumming in there like a cable television thing from Hamilton, like it's a little town outside of Toronto and stuff like that. Like, I mean, you know, that to me is what an R40, like a 40th anniversary thing should have. I mean, it should have these old things that people are, you know, wanting to see. Like I'm sure Kiss must have like old stuff of them, you know, maybe back in the loft rehearsing or something. They have to, because they had the camera back then. Even if it's a crappy single little camera thing, I mean, people would love to see stuff like that, or even like an early television performance somewhere. You know, that's the only thing that just bothered me about the the Kiss Forty thing is that you know when it's such a big moment like that, wouldn't you want to pull out a bit more of the big guns for those kind of releases? I mean, is it just me or? <laughs> yeah, that Rush set's a great example. However, I didn't buy it because I just bought those DVDs of those three shows, and I'm like. Why do I want to rebuy these on Blu-ray just for that one extra, you know, yeah. DVD with Rootsy on on that one clip? Really, is all I would have been interested in. Test Racco, yeah, that'd be cool. But you know what? I know it's going to be up on YouTube, so uh, yeah. I I couldn't justify it. But that's a great looking package. Kiss is always behind the curve in terms of getting shit released. They spend so much time overthinking it, or having people working on different concepts, or not enough time to maybe have a focus on a single concept and it seems like with the creatures deluxe treatment that fell apart that there's so much oh let's save this for something else oh we could do a bigger project rather than looking at what they have what they're celebrating what they're releasing um, and just fucking doing it it's like stop thinking about it this was your 40th anniversary and all you managed to do was reissue your vinyl you didn't even reissue those new mixes on physical CD. Yeah. You know, in miniature versions, which you could have done a miniature Kisteria box with the new CDs or the new new mixes on CD in miniature LP sleeves, you know, like uh, was done for many years in Japan and is very popular, which has just been done for the Capitol Beatles collection. Remember all those coming out? I mean, they yeah. look fantastic. I remember going into Best Buy. There were freaking full display stands with the Beatles USA albums and all those very special oh. albums. Um, you know, whether or not they sold and, you know, you know, copy the Beatles again, Kiss. I had to go to HD tracks to buy the high-definition versions of all these new mixes. They did the new mixes for, you know, Master for iTunes as well to try and get you buy them again. But 
instead of actually thinking it through and getting the product out in multiple formats, get them out on CD. And I know this you can't shout at Kiss about this completely because it does come back to Universal. Yeah. But Kiss does have a voice in that rather than saying, well, let's just put out the vinyl. Well, the remasters are ready to be updated, you know. It's been since 97. Ninety-seven, and fix those issues that were on the ninety-seven remasters, or with the artwork on it, and do it properly. Do it with a little bit more love and attention. When you've got guys like Tom who were involved in Kisteria, who know the details, you know, and and care about the details, you know, leverage that 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 care and attention to detail from a person like him to do it right. I'm not saying Robert Conti didn't do it right as catalog consultant with the remasters. I think he did the best job he could. And and those have certainly stood the test of time pretty well. Well, all this stuff should have been out and ready to go when they, you know, you had the 40 thing going on, but then the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame deal. They should have had all that ready. <clears throat> Take advantage of it, even for the general public. Of course, the KISS fans are going to buy it. But even, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is national news in even world, I guess, probably. But uh, uh, people are going to see that name pop up. Oh, they're in the rock buffalo. Yeah, it must be pretty good. Maybe I'll take a, you know, a listen to Kiss and just see what the heck this is all about. You know, someone that doesn't know it's a general person. So they could have really taken advantage of that and sold, sold I think, a whole bunch more, uh, you know, product at that time. Yeah, maybe they spent. And at the same time, you're touring North America that summer too. I mean, you're you're on you're you're you're, you're kind of in the public eye at, at the time. You're, you're touring North America. Um, they were on Jimmy Fallon. I, mean, I remember Jimmy Fallon holding up you know a Kiss Forty release right there. You, you're kind of in the public eye with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame touring North America. It's your 40th anniversary. Um, I was really surprised, like Julian said, that we didn't get any kind of CD release. Um, not of the albums reissued. I mean, like I said, it's been since 97 since they reissued all those albums. And, you know, I was, we all would have rushed out and bought the remasters in 97. Make them, make them, make a product that makes me want to go out and buy another copy of Dress to Kill on CD. Yeah, those copies are selling. You go to Best Buy, they're four ninety nine for mm-hmm. the originals. You know, if they revamp the format and put out new ones... Boom! They're back up to sixteen or twenty one ninety nine again, and Kiss fans will be. And if they make them appealing well, enough, shelling out the money, they'll there'll be people saying, "Oh wow, you know, it's 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 a new remaster of Kiss, you know, yeah. um, but it's got an essay by Gene Simmons in it instead of Robert Conti, you know, get the band to actually write something down, you know, even if it's just track notes like on the back of First Kiss Last Licks, you know, where they address some of the tracks, just uh, you know, scribbles from each of them." Um, and there's two demos at the end of it or something like that. And yeah, like, two two demos that are a teaser for the next Kiss box set. You know, here's newly re- uh, uncovered yeah. stuff. And I actually had this out because obviously these did leak out at the time. The Daisy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. take a couple tracks of that or the, the, loft re- the, re- the Loft Session. So, you know, they've got the stuff that they can do. It's just, where's the will? Um, yeah. I don't know. So, that's... I think it has to do a lot too with like you were saying before, like Universal Music is their label at this time. They need, you know, and, and the, the problem what I think is like, for example, the King Crimson one, I think that DGM is their own run label, I think, for King Crimson. So needless to say, the people that are working in that labor label are 
you know, hot shit for King Crimson and are gung-ho for anything that comes out. I mean, I get a newsletter from them pretty much every other week from their, from their you know, fan club saying, hey, guess what, you know, this is, uh, it's King Crimson Thursday, so we're putting out a new t-shirt or this and that, and there's always some constant hype about, you know, the band being put out all the time. I mean, I think that's something that's maybe lacking a bit with the Kiss side of things, is that they don't have somebody, you know, from the business end of it, that's excited about it, like fans are pushing it. You know what I mean? And if there was somebody that excited, maybe they would put more attention to detail, like Julian said, into these things. If I was working for a kiss and I was, you know, or if any of us were there working with it, we would be probably so excited to work on stuff. We'd probably come up with a thousand ideas for them to do stuff. It's just whether or not they would be as excited to push it through and do it. You know, I'd be barricaded in the audio archive saying, fuck you, I'm not coming out, I'm listening to it. That's Eddie Van Halen, Christine 16. Okay. We'll never hear that, though. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think we have a snowball's chance in hell of hearing the Van Halen um, demos from Love Gun, unfortunately. And there's too many egos and too much money in the hunt. So, hey, they talked about that at the, on the podcast with the Van Halen thing. Mm-hmm. They talked about that. They said that it, it's there. It, it, Gene has it. And it's just, it's all, it's all apparently all legal issues between the Van Halen boys and him, apparently. Well, yeah, that, who knows, right? They're not, I, I don't think the Van Halen boys are going to let him, re, let this release that without getting paid some, some royalties. And come on, that's, that's not in Kiss's nature is to pay someone else. No, and, and it's totally fair enough for Edward. I'm sorry, fuck, I can't say that. Eddie, you know, come on. You know, he may not have been famous at that point, but he is now, and he's, you know, a little bit more, uh, he's got the leverage. So, Gene, if someone's got the leverage against you, what do you do? You make a fucking deal. You know, just cut it down the middle, get it out there, because one of these days, someone does have it who shouldn't have it, and it's going to leak. And then you know what you're going to both have, Eddie and Gene? You're going to have fucking zero, like you did with The Loft, like you did... With the daisy, if you keep sitting on this shit, I guarantee you it will get out. So, you no, know, make the decision. Excellent point. So, one the last thing I wanted to talk about with the 40th anniversary was, you know, and we kind of touched on already, is that what what didn't they put out that that we wanted for to commemorate the anniversary? I mean, I thought a you know, I, I thought that a, a book would have been would have been prop would have been a proper release spanning their entire career, not just focusing on the seventies makeup era and the makeup from ninety six forward. You know, spanning the whole career and, and putting a lot of eighties stuff in there as well. Um, a book with with some great high quality photos um, would have been fantastic. Re releases we talked about re releases of, of the classic albums. You know, with different. Um, inserts with maybe a demo or two at the end of each album. Um, and let's not forget, too, a DVD or a Blu-ray release. We haven't had a Blu-ray release ever from the band. We haven't had a DVD release since Kissology 3 in 2008, I guess. Um, Kiss is one of the most visual, exciting bands ever. And it's been since 2008 since we've had a proper... DVD release from them, which is ridiculous in my opinion. It's 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 a travesty. I mean, if you don't own the rights to release something and call it Kissology Four, fine. Well, release it and call it Kiss something else. 
call it call it Kiss Forty on DVD and release a retrospective DVD or Blu-ray from your entire career and make it five discs, whatever you have to do. I mean, I think you know, be, being what they are, being the live show what they are, and not capitalizing on on that. And and maybe it goes back to Universal. Maybe they got some kind of deal with Universal. They can't put all the stuff that we're talking about out. I really don't know. I don't know the terms of the of the agreement or what kind of you know what this what the you know what what the standards are in the in the agreement, what they can and what they can't put out, how many releases are are expected on the contract. Um, what about you guys? Anything else from the fourth anniversary that you wanted that you didn't get? Yeah, I well, mean, go ahead, Ken. Well, I mean, like you said, uh, Lonnie, uh, the, the, they should have remastered everything. I think another time and and added some goodies to that, whether it be a couple demos on the checked on the end or uh, a, uh, a live, a second disc that is maybe live of that Harris tour, uh, a live show. Uh, there's a ton of them out there, so they could have done that. Uh, as for the videos, yeah, they should have put something, either the box set, uh, compiling all, all Kissology one, two and three plus additional that would have yeah. been maybe four as one huge set uh, and on Blu-ray. Yeah, and, and maybe uh, some of those shows that were uh, trimmed from the first Cassology series, have them untrimmed and have the full shows in there, the real complete shows. Um, so yeah, they could have done that, and a, a plus the, uh, uh, I think, even downloads from their site. Downloads of live shows. Metallica does a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, there's so much they they missed, and uh, I think they still can do. And I'm hoping 2016 is a better year for Kiss product. I hope we get some cool things. I hope we get you know Kissology four or whatever. Um, so we we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, 2016 is the 40th anniversary of Destroyer. Maybe we'll get Destroyer resurrected or something really cool. Oh wait. <laughs> You know, but right now when we're talking when we're talking about the fortieth anniversary of Kiss, you know, right now is the fortieth anniversary of Cadillac and Alive coming up. And what have they done to celebrate? You know, their seminal album is Alive. It's the one. It's they've done fuck all to celebrate it. Um, you know, they could have even while we're waiting for Kissology Four, or like Ken said, whatever it's called, get that Kobo video out from two thousand nine. They they filmed it. Yes. Surely that's a throwaway at this point. If they've got nothing else, they could have put that as part of the celebration of, you know, alive, in you know, alive seventy five. Get the the Kobo show out. It's something. It's at least Michigan. It's related to Cadillac. It to me it works and logically, or maybe I'm that desperate. Um, so they're they're missing the boat repeatedly on these so-called anniversaries, which just bespeaks how little it means to them. Because if they did actually give a shit, then you could be sure they'd be pimping something, that we'd be getting the emails from Kiss Online that had more than, here's a new magnet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the thing that I, that I, that I have to agree with with you guys, is that the, just the amount of ideas between us four is being, like, ten times the amount of stuff that they've done, you know? And I mean... 
everybody here has brought up a couple of really great ideas, like the books, for example. I mean, I'm a big book guy with this stuff, and I mean, I have a Beatles book where they have the whole collection of notes of their recording sessions from beginning to end, like like song by song, what they did, what did they record, they have pictures of track sheets and stuff like that. Like, I'm a sucker for that. I bought that book, like, the second it was on the shelf, it was gone. Boom. Right? And then Rolling Stones put out a book. The, the you know, the, the, the gear of Rolling Stones, where it has all the different equipment they use for recording or for live, or different guitars they use, different drum sets. I mean, come on, man. Kiss has so much gear through the years, they could take, do, do a book like that easy. No problem. And then, Ken brought up the thing about, you know, down, downloading stuff from their website. I mean, King Crimson, for example, has a site on their, on their website where you go on there and they have as like bootlegs or even they have multi-track or even soundboard recordings from every single tour they've done. That you can just go on there, download them, and they have a little thing there where you just pay for it. You can buy individual songs or you can buy all of them from the tour in a little set on FLAC or whatever you want, to, what kind of method you want. And you download it, and they have it available for people that are in their thing. And you don't have to even pay to be on their club to do that. You know, you just go on their you site. Get the email. <laughs> Sorry, you'd have to pay. You well, know, yeah, but I'm just saying that's <laughs> an idea. You know what I mean? Like, you can go on there, and you can download stuff. And they have so many shows on there. They even had like a King, they had a King Crimson Collectors Club for that, where you can get different shows sent to you on CD. And you know, and don't even get me started about the Blu-rays. We just brought that up now about how many things they could do with that. I mean, I don't know if these guys are just you know. You know that old saying where you're fat and the fat and rich thing, you know, where you have so much money that after a while you just don't even care anymore. You just become lethargic and, just, you know, don't even care anymore because you're so full of cash now. Maybe they forgot what it was like, you know, to, to maybe not be as successful as they are now. And, you know, try to think about it from the fans' perspective. I mean, we, we, some of us here are just dying for stuff. I mean, Julian brought up the fact about the live now being the anniversary coming up. I mean, come on, man. That's the record that broke you. Why can't you do something to, to celebrate that, right? Yeah, didn't we say it last week? Where the fuck's that a live box set that has those yeah. all those shows recorded, you know, and here's the new HD remaster. You know, where is that? You know, where's a book that just compiles all of the tour books from their history up to this point into sorry Lonnie, I took it again, right? You know, you know that that you know, without it being a four thousand dollar book. It's just here is a book that is a reprint of all of our tour books. You know, where is the Paul Stanley book, the Gene Simmons book, the Ace Frehley book, the Peter Chris book of their instruments throughout the you know, they could do they could do four simultaneous books on the instruments of KISS, you know. Yeah. Or I'd rather one, have that book than that big uh, book that they did. That's hu- that huge book. Monster I mean, instead yeah. of doing that, doing some yeah. smaller books that, that are, sold yeah, 120 copies of Monster. You know. Yeah. You know what? And I and I think one thing that they're really missing the boat on is why not do a five-one surround of a live? That would be awesome. I'd buy that in a minute. Man, why not get a remix? Do it in surround. People are doing a live record all the time, man. People would eat that up as the 40th anniversary thing. You know. Um, it's, it's, it's frustrating at times that we don't get what we want. And maybe, maybe, I don't know, I'm throwing it out there. Maybe that the reason why we don't do some of this stuff is, do we not want to pay Ace and Peter any kind of, any kind of royal, any kind of money to re-release any of this stuff? Are we, are we that bitter at Ace and Peter? No, they just want to open up another burger barn. (laughs) 
fucking rude. <laughs> Too busy opening up restaurants. But, I don't well, know. I like that, that idea. I guess it was uh, Joey and Bellani had the same idea, I guess, about the uh, tour books. <laughs> about the tour books uh, in one book. I mean, that'd be, gee, I'd buy that in one minute. Yeah, with high-quality prints, I mean, if you look at that last Japanese tour book that came out, you know, and obviously they're, they're, you, there's always going to be the ones that come afterwards that they miss. You know, they could do one by decades, maybe. I, I don't know, maybe, you know, the first 25, or the, call it the Kiss 40 Alive tour book, you know. Here is all the high-quality reproductions. I, I would just love it. You know, oh, may, yeah. maybe a little black border down at the bottom where they comment on a few pages here and there. Yeah. Like what was that, the Warring Abbott book where they, they chime in a little bit on a few pictures. You know, it doesn't take a lot of effort. That That's the whole thing. I mean, sure, someone's got to do the research on the rights on the photos because those photographers got to get paid again unless they had deals for the original issues. But, you know, there, there's nothing that I see. And, you know, obviously I can only say what I see. That's that, you know arduous from a business point of view and these guys should have a team who could knock all that shit out pretty easily if they've got the right team you know yeah the tour book idea would would, it is, would just be awesome and I, I think fans would fans would eat it up but um yeah. you know we'll have, we'll have to see what what happens with uh with next year they're supposed to tour um north america again next year and you know what's what's been the case lately is you have to have usually you know you have a product that you're that you're pimping when you're when you're touring. So maybe maybe something exciting is in the works. That and that was what I was going to say is if they're going to tour next year, why? Yeah, you know, I, I, I I really I can't right now. I can't see any reason to go see a tour. Um, I would have hoped with the cruise being scheduled where it was, and to everyone who's going on the cruise, have a blast. I'm jealous as hell, um, but. They're going to do a... What are they doing? A live? Yeah. It's going to be the KK tour. The Kiss Conclusion. <laughs> they're, but they're also doing a fairly... They're doing a unmasked uh, like set-off show. show where they've actually had fans write in who have already bought tickets for the cruise to request five songs that they wanted to hear Kiss no. do. You mentioned it on the three sides there. How they were, because Mark there is going on the cruise. And he mentions like the list of songs that people voted on, and it was some of them are just like ridiculous. I mean, people were voting for songs that they're gonna play anyways, but you know, some of the ones that are really some people pick some really odd ones, but you know, maybe they'll do something cool for the fans finally with that, you know. So that, maybe that's a great little side topic right now. If you were going on the cruise, what would be the five songs that you'd pick that you'd love to hear? And you know, I'm gonna say Mr. Speed, Strange Ways. Yeah. Uh, are two that immediately jump out, Mr. Speed especially. I mean, Mr. come on, they, they have teased with that so many times. They got to do it. Naked City, uh, Korea. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear like Strange Ways. You know, would, would you like a drum solo in Strange Ways? An <laughs> <laughs> Eric Singer drum solo. Yeah. Well, you know, thinking about it, I'd like to hear. Heart of Chrome, Thou Shall Not. No. Uh, <laughs> you want to hear Revenge? Play actually, Lonnie. you know what? I'm, I've said it before, Lonnie. I agree with you on Heart of Chrome. I would actually like to hear that. I would like to see Tommy try and play that. But but but, but in all seriousness, you know, I w- they did the one cruise I went on. They did Mr. Speed Unplugged, and it, and it was fantastic. And I would I would love to hear an electric proper mm-hmm. version 
of that song, not just not just I'm doing it on a whim, goofing around all of a sudden, but but a rehearsed and proper version of the four that I'm doing that song, I think would be incredible. I think I think that would be great for one. Um, I'd love to hear. I've I've heard it before. I haven't seen it before, but I'd love to see him do an electric version of All the Way. It's one of my favorite songs too, um, just because it's, it's so obscure, you know. Um, Burning up with fever, since it's a Kiss song. It was originally a Kiss song. I would love to hear that. <laughs> um, but if I was going on the cruise, I, I obviously I think I'd be more excited about that than anything else. Yeah. Because I, I've heard a lot. I, I saw the Alive 35 tour in, in 2009. I've, you know, I've seen this version of the band even do a live. Yeah, they're going to wear the Alive costumes, which I guess are essentially really going to be the Rock the Nation costumes, I think, at the end of the day. Um, and they're going to play, they're gonna, Paul's going to play a fine, Flying V, and Gene's going to play you know, a replica bass from, from Alive. And... Yeah, I think they're going to try to replicate it as best they can, and, and, and it's going to be in that small theater that they that they play those those shows in on the cruise, which will kind of be a cool setting. Also, that it's going to be a smaller venue. They're playing alive. They kind of they're trying to look the part of alive. But I don't want to, you know. And I said this after the cruise. After the I went on Chris Cruise too, and they did, you know, um, like five monster songs during that electric set. And to be perfectly honest with you guys, I walked away disappointed. That's not why I went on the cruise. Was to hear songs off the new album some guys thought oh it's great you know it's like they're a new band and they're playing five new songs but i went on that cruise knowing what they played on the first cruise you know playing almost basically every song off of dress to kill and i'm like yeah that's what i want I'm, I, I will pay to hear that kind of set list and i was disappointed and they would and i was toying with the idea of going this year when i heard they were going to do a live i was like no i'm not going to go that's, I'd, I'd be disappointed again. Um, you're, you're catering, you're, you're playing to your biggest fans in the world that are planning their vacation around a Kiss cruise. And for once a year, you have to cater to your biggest fans and not play Deuce and Strutter. And much as I love Black Diamond, Black Diamond. It's, that's not why they're there. I'm sorry. And Exactly. And... And they don't get it. And don't get me wrong, I don't want to sit here and badmouth the band, but they, they don't get that. And when when I heard that they were doing that, I, I opted out. And Nigel, he's been on the show too, and he, he said he opted out. He's been on all four of them, he said, and he, he opted out this year too. So yeah, I'm interested to see what they do for the Electric Unmasked show. And I hope it's just not, they don't play like, oh, we're going to do Crazy Nights. Well, no. you know, and we're going to do... Heaven's on fire. No. We're gonna do Tears Are Falling. Well, I heard him. I heard you do Tears Are Falling in Vegas last year. And if you didn't go to Vegas, you, you saw the YouTube clips of him playing Tears Are Falling. You know, let's open open it up a little bit more. Yeah, kind of make it a bit more obscure, like you said, like Naked City or Is That You or something. You know, like something that they haven't really done too much. You know, like I mean, I think Is That You was only ever played on that Unmasked tour in Australia. Like, I mean. Why not pull out something odd like that? I mean, it's not a hard song to learn, to, to do, you know. There's, there's got to be a lot of songs that they've not touched, you know, over the years, and do it now. It's, now's your chance. It's, all, it's electric. It's unmasked. You don't have to worry about costumes hindering you or whatever when you're doing it. And just 
get out there and play what people want. I mean, you're even asking them what they want. I mean, how much more clear can it be to you, you know? But they've done that before. They've asked people what they want and haven't done it. So They're like, they remind me of a quarterback who's afraid to throw the ball downfield. Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they remind me of a quarterback who, who well, I'm just going to go underneath and throw, and throw it to the running back five yards. They're, they're, they remind me of a quarterback that's afraid to throw the ball downfield and take a chance. Oh, wait, that'd be Colin Kaepernick. Sorry. Yeah, Kaepernick. <laughs> I can't say anything. My team's moving to L.A. <laughs> um, you know what? That On that show you're talking about, yeah, they had the list of, that list is out of all the songs yeah. um, that people requested. Of course, some are like, why did you request I was ready for loving you? But uh, these the other songs that are rare, there's a, there's a lot of them there. And, but they said, Kiss says, or the cruise people staff said, look, they're, you're going to play a handful of these requested songs. And yeah, it's like three. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, it's, they're not going to, you know. So they're going to look at the voting, and since Rock and Roll All Night had the most oh, votes, what? you know, <laughs> well, we, we, we played the most, requ- you know, I, I say this, that the band says that they have to play these classics because that's what the audience expects, whether it's for the shows that's going to happen tonight in Australia or whether it's on the cruise, they have a ball and chain, but they have imposed that ball and chain on themselves. They have not ever really tried, and they tried it at the um, at the Vegas shows last year, as, and and the shows that they did in preparation for that. You know, when they came out with Creatures of the Night, yeah, you know, plaster caster, you know, and in '04 they did it. You know, they really broke those chains themselves, and sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. It's like go out there, but stick with it. If you don't get a response one night to Mr. Speed. Don't think it's got to come out of the set because that crowd didn't get it. If you keep going with it, and if you keep saying, this is off rock and roll over, this is off rock and roll over, if you keep doing it, they may just get it. They may not. Um, but there'll be 10 guys in the audience with boners who are really happy. You know, how? You know, they finally did it. And, and, and going back to that, even last year when they toured, um, the first couple nights of the tour, they started off with King of the Nighttime World. And I thought, yes, I haven't heard King of the Nighttime World live since 97. It's going to be awesome. And three nights in, they drop King of the Nighttime World and open it with Cyclone Twitters. And I'm like, really? Come on. I mean. They, they all want immediate gratification. If it doesn't go and, and you know, they don't stand on their feet and standing ovation right away for it, then that's it. We're dropping it. It's like, come on. I mean, Julian made a great point. Sometimes you have to stand your ground. And play it. I mean, you know, just because one audience or two audiences are a little dull on it, who's to say that somebody in Cleveland or in Detroit might not go absolutely bonkers for it? I mean, just because you can't just base it on one crowd. That's the mistake that they seem to be making. Do you, do you really think more people know Psycho Circus than know King of the Nighttime World? That many more people know that song? Exactly. You know, the set's become so homogenized at this point that. You know, I'm just looking at the last set of the last full show that they did. That's uh, Madrid, June the 22nd. And whether we're talking about Kiss Cruise and going deep cuts and doing cool stuff, or, you know, we haven't really, I guess we've got just a couple minutes to maybe talk about Australia and yeah. what's going to happen here. The last set that they played was Detroit Rock City, Do Psycho, Creatures, I Love It Loud, War Machine, Do You Love Me, Hell, or Hallelujah, Calling Dr. Love, Lick It Up, God of Thunder, Cold Gin, Love Gun, Black Diamond, Shout It Out Loud, I Was Made For Loving You, 
rock and roll all night. Is that tonight's set list in Australia? Pretty close. Probably. With one song removed to play Shandy. Shandy. You know. Pretty close. That's what you're going to see tonight. Well, maybe how about take one song out and play Naked City, huh? You know, Unmasked. Absolutely freaking massive in Australia at the time. Yeah. About 250,000 copies sold for that size population. And that was just in that one year. So... Four. Or they could play Talk to Me and FAQ could just blow up, which would be fun. Oh, have people's heads blow up with Tommy doing, <laughs> you know? How about Torpedo Girl then, you know? Go, <laughs> you know, as long as it's not a Paul song, really, I, I guess it would make sense. It, you know, throw something, a deep cut off unmasked in. But I think Australia, and we'll see, we'll see tomorrow when we get the set list, you know, did they keep creatures in for the Aussies? You know, are the Aussies going to actually report any of this as well, for that matter? Because it's been very silent from a lot of the Australian groups. I mean, they're busy enjoying it while it happens, so we're kind of waiting on, you know, with bated breath for them to to share some information with us. You know, what is Kiss going to do down there for them? So. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least they did that television show. And, I mean, what, are, what, what were your guys' opinion about that? I mean, I, I've heard or saw some reviews about those two songs he did and, you know, you have the usual people that are saying, oh, Paul's voice didn't sound good, or Gene sounded like he had a cold when he sang rock and roll all night. I mean, I thought they played pretty decently. I mean, you can tell Paul's making a few alterations here and there to suit his, his uh, ever, you know, fading voice. But, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good performance. I thought it was no worse than I've seen from some of the other performances on TV. And I think in Australia... Oh, we lost you again. So we'll wait for Mark's video to catch up with us. Was it, were those songs... Uh, oh my were, did they lip sync? Yeah, you're back. He's back now. Sorry, yeah, because I just said, like, I think they're just very popular on Australian TV, and I thought they did pretty good. Yeah, and what's, what's the feedback? I haven't really read any of the boards on how they did. I watched the Rock and Roll All Night uh, performance this morning in HD, and well, it, you know what? It seemed perfectly adequate to me. You know... It, they're coming off, when did they get in? They got in, what, two days ago to Australia. And that's a long-ass flight. And I know that travel always messes me up sinuses. So, uh, exactly. you know, maybe they're a little grunky at this point. Who knows? It'd take them a few days to get acclimatized. That's, it, it messes you up going that far. So uh, I'll give them benefit of the doubt right now. I thought they looked fine. I was like, what the fuck's Tommy doing playing a black Les Paul now? Um, didn't he just release White Lightning? You know? Right. Yeah. WTF. Um but nice to see nice to see Paul. Paul looked good. Gene sounded fine to me. Um you know, they're adjusting. Was the mix perfect? Who knows? I I don't know, I don't care. Um it seemed okay, seemed adequate. So we'll have to wait and see and we can all and this goes for everyone who's watching and listening. You know, there'll be YouTube clips within twenty four hours that we can all judge the band by with that extremely good sound quality. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Off of somebody's cell phone, and we can judge how the band sounds. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing that people seem to make comments with, with is that they said that the television crowd was sort of like lackluster. But then, you know, somebody mentioned that there's a lot of you know TV executives and stuff in the front row. So what do you expect? They're not going to be jumping up and down and stuff, right? So, but yeah, it was, look, I thought it went well. Look at the context of what it was. It was the AFL Footy Grand Finale. That's the end of season. 
kind of AFL show that they do a cross-dressing review of a bunch of the players are doing skits and shit throughout it, and music is secondary. I mean, there were two other bands that played. So what is what is the audience? Is that a KISS audience? No, there was probably a little enclave of KISS Army Australia lunatics that the camera panned to, you know, maybe one time up in one corner. But who are the rest of the people? I think it was Rod Laver Arena. You know, who are the people? So there'll be footy people who couldn't give two shits about KISS, who are just there for the show. So take take the context of what it was as well. You know, it's just another corporate event and a bit of promo for the band. It's not, you know, it's nothing spectacular. It's nothing it's not, special. It's not the same crowd we played. And it certainly felt better than, say, Jimmy Fallon or David Letterman being the two most recent U.S. ones. So it sounded better than that to me. Yeah. I think they sounded fine. So it'll be interesting to see what they play tonight to wrap up the 40th anniversary tour. And we'll see what direction the band goes next year to what they're going to celebrate and what their reasoning behind touring is going to be because we're hearing that they are going to tour. So we'll see. The re- we'll find out the reason why. We'll find out what product they're going to be showcasing. Hopefully it's a little more than some vinyl reissues and a greatest hits CD. So... That is our KISS 40 perspective. Um, thank everyone for listening and for watching and for commenting on the FAQ and for commenting on YouTube. Um, please continue to do that. We all love reading your comments and getting some feedback on the show. We're all trying to improve the show, make it better. So your feedback is very important to all of us. So, and go out and buy Gene, Ace, Peter, and Paul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> and here's to looking forward to the 50th anniversary. Maybe they'll get their ducks in a row for that. I got 10 years of plan for it, so hopefully. Well, kiss counting, it could be between 8 and 16 years of, of waiting or planning. Oh, that weather touring next year. We will wait and see and find out. So, anyway, for Ken, for Mark, for Julian, I am Lonnie SCL Kiss on the Kiss FAQ message board. Thank you for listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast. You stay classy, Kiss Army. (laughs) Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. We hope to see you again.